On today's episode of Locked on Lightning, we play the waiting game. The Lightning are still a few days out from their rendezvous with the Edmonton Oilers. In the meantime, we'll just continue to discuss all the things surrounding the team and what the team will do going forward to sustain their current success heading into the playoffs. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? I hope everyone's having a great night. I am recording this Saturday night. Uh, if you are listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever we are, well, guess what? This episode is also on YouTube tonight, so go ahead and tune into that and give us a follow on that and give us a thumbs up. And I also like to thank those of you who are listening and watching this podcast to that Thank you for making us your first listen or watch of the night. So go ahead and give yourselves a big thumbs up. So on today's episode of Locked on Lightning, we'll be discussing the Lightning's current success that they've had over the last couple of weeks, how we're really starting to see this team mold into the team that we're probably most likely going to see down the stretch in the playoffs. At the same time, there's going to be a lot of things going on with this team. A lot of guys in and out of the lineup. We got still Zach Bogosian out of the lineup who is slated to come back sometime this upcoming week. I would expect him to possibly play in this game against Edmonton, if not hopefully in that outdoor game next Saturday in Nashville. So on to Zach Bogosian. Now, you always love to have a guy like this on your team who has been – injured for an extended period of time come back now herein lies the issue with that for someone that has been out of the lineup for as long as he has the issue is is really that you have other guys that have filled in for him here and there most notably cal foot who you know he's not he hasn't been putting up a ton of numbers on the stat sheet but at the same time, he's still – you could see it in his play that he has really gotten into the groove of things. And my hesitancy about putting Bogosian in the lineup it, thus far. Now, if, if, if John Cooper wants to slowly integrate him into the defensive pairings here and there, I'm completely fine with it. I don't have a problem whatsoever if Cooper maybe goes to a, a – a seven defenseman style on the bench uh, for the upcoming, for the next couple of weeks. Now, having said that, the reason why I feel like maybe going down the road, because most NHL teams obviously cover the carry a lot more forwards and skaters, which is obviously, you know, you have to, if one of your scores goes down, you have another guy to slate him in on, on the bench. But my reasoning for this and why I'm a little hesitant about Bogosian just jumping into the lineup right away is because for the reason I stated before, Calfoot has been playing exceptionally well over the last couple of weeks. And for a young player like that, and, and yes, he is still very much young uh, at this point in his career. The reason why I say that is because I think when he is on the ice with this team, I think he makes Mikhail Sergachev a better player. And you just have seen it over the last couple of games, even most recently in that Devils game when those two were on the ice with each other. 
you could just see them being able to feed off each other. You could see what what the what really Cal Foot brings to the to the team and what he is really a huge part of his game is his vision, his his ability to spread the puck around, to facilitate it, to, to kind of take control of things at the at the point. And another one of those things that he really brings that really, you know, Zach Pogosian is is really your stereotypical grinder defenseman. Yeah, he'll go out there and set up chances for his teammates in the offensive zone. But what Calfoot brings to the table, and I'm obviously if, if it came down to it, you want Zach Pogosian in the lineup over Calfoot. But having said that, given the recent history of what the Lightning defensive core injury-wise has gone through, uh, really everybody at some point this season, except for Sergachev and Hedman, really have been in and out of the lineup. It's been well documented in the past that John Rota has struggled his fair share with injury, as well as Eric Chernak just coming back from an extended period of time on the IR as well as Ryan McDonough, who we also know he he's at this point in his career. He's still very young. He's still a young player. He, he's not by all means anywhere out of his prime just yet. But we all know that he's got a lot of miles on him. So, you know, it, it injury is bound to happen, especially with his style of play where he likes to get down. He likes to get in front of shots and block them. So he is obviously going to miss some time here and there. But really, the reason why I want Cal Foot in the lineup more consistently even with Zach Bogosian back and healthy and ready to go is because not only of the energy that he brings, but because of the offensive proudness that he also can contribute. Uh, if, if you've seen Cal foot play, which I, if you are watching this podcast or you were listening to this podcast, you know that Cal foot, what he really brings to the equation is his ability to take that big booming slap shot from the point and really Really, that is something that I think that the Lightning should not sh- shy away from. I really think what it comes down to it is that uh, you want to have as much offensive potential production or, or you know, for lack of a better word, just fi- firepower. You really just want to have as much firepower in your lineup as possible, especially with the, the slate of games that the Lightning will have coming up in the next couple of weeks, as well as just, you know, you want to have everybody rolling in all cinder- cylinders offensively as the season progresses and winds down. And what better way is to have a guy like that in your lineup ready to go, who is not afraid to take a shot, slap shot from the point. So definitely want a guy like that in your lineup. And I also would like to have him in the lineup just because, like I stated before, the defensive core that we have with this Tampa team, it is majority of guys except, you know, Sergachev and Hedman here and there who will get dinged up and maybe miss a couple of games here and there. Really what it comes down to is that when these guys get injured, most likely they're going to be missing an extended period of time. Now, all these guys are professionals, and and we've seen it from a bunch of other players on this team over the last couple of seasons, whether when it was with Stamkos was out or when Kucherov was out or whatever big-name player you want to bring up. When Braden Point has missed time, we've always had young players step in as well as, you know, seen young players step up in the past with this defensive core. We've seen guys like Ben Toms, obviously Cal Foote, who I've just recently – who I just – who I just named Darren Radish, brother of Taylor Radish, who was who was up here uh, on, on the NHL level for the last couple of weeks, filling in here and there, uh, getting his shot on the ice while Eric Chernak was still dealing with his upper body injury. So 
as as much as we know these guys, you could just throw them in from Syracuse and they're ready to go. Uh, I, I think that you don't want to have a young player like this. Uh, you don't want him going back up and forth to, to Syracuse at this point in the season. You know, maybe if there was this week, that's a little bit different, but I don't want him to be going up and down sometime, you know, down uh, late March, early April, because that is really a crucial time in an NHL player's career. Uh, during the season, especially when the playoffs, if, if your team is is has a, has a chance not only to make the playoffs, but to make a deep playoff run as the Tampa Bay Lightning have, you definitely want to have Cal Foot ready, locked and loaded to go. So we'll talk about some of the moves uh, the Lightning have made recently. Uh, they picked that they they actually claimed Jamel Smith off waivers today. We'll talk about that, uh, what his presence brings to this lineup, as well as just all the things that we can expect from the Lightning going forward from the schedule as the season comes to a close over the next couple of weeks. I mean, months, excuse me. But first, let's talk about our sponsor for today, and that is Bet Online. Now, football might be over for this season. Unfortunately, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could not repeat. But guess what? You know, the Lightning are still in it, of course, and they're going to make the playoffs. So, you know, Champa Bay still lives on, but you could bet on basketball. You know, I, I don't know how many Magic fans we got out there, but you know what? And I don't even know how how good of a season they've been having. But you know, go over to Locked On Magic. That's a little plug for you guys over there. But go, you could bet on basketball. You could bet on all sports. That's a great thing. You know, when one sports ends, you still have a ton of other sports to to bet on. You know, Bet Online has all the latest odds, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds right to the Olympic coverage. The Olympics are ending this week, so you definitely don't want to miss out on the action. Definitely put down that future for the Lightning. You know, uh, we've spoken in amount uh, to an extensive amount of time how you know we don't expect the lightning to to go balls to the wall with their their push to win the division but i spoke about it on a couple of uh episodes uh, a couple of weeks ago where i i really think that if it's there within their gra- grasp if if we're gonna see the lightning maybe three four five points out of it out of first place behind florida i think they're gonna go for it if if once there's probably a couple of weeks left in the season. So definitely want to get that down. You'll look like an absolute genius if they do hit it. If not, don't put that much money down. <laughs> so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, we're going to continue rolling. But if you are listening to this uh, on, on any of the podcast platform you're joining us back from the break so once again welcome and thank you all once again for your continued support throughout this entire season uh just it's absolutely amazing to me to see you know just the enthusiasm everybody's been bringing uh to this pod and especially with how certain things with the schedules uh with the nhl season has gone and just you guys don't miss a beat so give yourselves a round of applause so continuing our talk about basically what to expect out of the lightning going forward now before we get into down the line possibilities i want to talk about something now i'm not even going to get into the math because let's face it i am not good at math but i was looking at hockey reference and i have it right up in front of me and if you want go ahead 
to follow along, go to hockey reference and go to the playoff probabilities report. And if you look at the Atlantic division now, very interesting to see how I'm sure there's some sort of magical equation that could be applied to this, but I'm just looking at this from the hockey field, the eye test, uh, what we have seen on the ice this year, as opposed to what these numbers are telling us now, the lightning uh, are projected to, to win about just a little, you know, probably 50, 51 games. Uh, they're projected to, to finish about with 109 points. Uh, they currently have seven. So that's very interesting. You know, 30 points, uh, 30 points that they will capture 40 points possibly remaining in terms of the, the most amount of points that they could get. So they would have to win literally every other, every game they have left to accumulate 40 points, which I, I just don't obviously is not something that is possible, which I mean, it would be insane if they went on a run like that, winning their next, uh, you know, the, the winning outright for the next the, the rest of the year. But I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. Um, so, you know, looking at what the percentages are now, obviously, Tampa, Toronto and Florida are going to be coming out of the Atlantic Division. But the thing that was interesting to me was that these this projection has the Maple Leafs finishing in second as opposed to Tampa finishing in second. And that was something that really stuck out to me. And I've spoken about it. And if you're a listener of the Locked On NHL National Show channel, I host that on Thursdays with Locked On Avalanche host Chris Masilli. Uh, we do a ranking show. And, and this really kind of has to tie in this. And I and so when we talk about the rankings, I, I I always talk about the Maple Leafs and how maybe they're a little higher than maybe some people think they should be. And, and I think they're underrated. I mean, I think they're overrated. Excuse me. Because if you look at this Maple Leafs team, don't get me wrong. If you look at just the roster alone without looking at the stats, this team should be a contender. 100%. They should be on the same level as what the Tampa Bay Lightning have been over the last couple of seasons. And all what it comes down to is that they just haven't executed. Uh, Their collapse last year in the playoffs against the Montreal Canadiens is, is alone a reason as to why there should be a massive amount of doubt casted upon this team. So very interesting that that was something you know that you know the numbers are saying well we we think that the toronto maple leafs are going to be a better team down the line which is fine but if you look at the the cup winning the cup possible uh percentage now this is where it gets very interesting now if we look at the cup percentage um tampa's at five percent i don't care about that so much i i more so it, it piqued my interest to see what the other teams, not only in the division, but as well as around the NHL, what are their chances mathematically to win the Stanley Cup? So we have the Panthers, who, yes, are the best team in the league right now alongside the Colorado Avalanche. I think the Avalanche are a little bit ahead, but, I mean, you also kind of have to give the the edge right now if you're really looking at these two teams and trying to decide who is the best team. I would have to give it to the Panthers just because they've been doing this all season long. They they grabbed the reins of the lead in the division back in November, October, and, and for the most part, really haven't let go for 
you know, maybe one of those instances where the Lightning jumped ahead as they did in their last matchup against the Devils where they got up to 70 points. And, and then the Panthers, who have played multiple games since then, have leapfrogged them back up to their spot at first in the division. So I would have to say, yeah, I, I mean, begrudgingly, I hate this, but yes, the Panthers are the best team in the NHL right now. But And that is why they are at almost 16% chance probability to win the cup where the second best odds for that is Colorado at 12.6%. And really what I'm getting at with all of this stats stuff. Now, if you are a Tampa Bay fan, which I assume you are because you're watching this or you're listening to this is take all of that and throw it out. Because at the end of the day, we all know what happens when the playoffs roll around. I mean, we've seen it the last couple of years. Sometimes teams who are on paper, the best teams, uh, don't always win. We saw it three years ago when the, Tam- when the, when the Tampa Bay Lightning won the President's Trophy. Almost broke, almost tied the record for the most points in a season by an NHL team. Uh, got absolutely embarrassed in the first round. Swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it was one of those things, obviously, that they became the laughing stock of the NHL. And then going into the following season, into the COVID season, you know, really what it come down to is that, honestly, that was the best thing that could have happened to this franchise. So I would have to say now saying that maybe there is some legitimacy uh, to that possibly that that collapse that Toronto went through last year in the playoffs, obviously not of the caliber that Tampa went through. But really what I'm looking at from these teams is that we've seen teams also who have come from basically just sneaking, barely getting by into the playoffs and making runs. Last two Stanley Cup finals are prime examples, the Dallas Stars and the Montreal Canadiens. Now, obviously, those teams are the kind of teams that just ride on the wave that got them into the playoffs, and and they are just knocking off top-tier teams left and right. We saw one of the teams that really has won two cups doing that was the Los Angeles Kings back in the mid-2000s. So we've seen it both sides of the coin when it comes to the kind of this thing. And, and really, though, what it comes down to is this time of year. This time of year is probably one of the most crucial times. And, and I was saying this for the long longest time. And if you're a listener, if, if you've been a listener to this show for a long time, you know that I was saying it for weeks, almost months, that how important it was for this Tampa Bay team to get things right, to get in the right state of mind, to, to get things going on the ice at the right time. And that would have been late January, February, because who you are, and even earlier, if you want to go a stretch further, even, even late December, really who you are at that point is who you're going to be for the rest of the season. And that is because for the most part, if you're a bad team, You've already put yourself in too big of a hole to even come back. Now, obviously, there are some very rare instances, for example, when a couple of years ago, the St. Louis Blues uh, were dead last in the NHL, I believe, up until the first couple of weeks of December. And when I say they were dead last, they were I want to say maybe double digit points behind the second to last worst team in the NHL. And they ended up winning the cup. Now, that is a little 
bit of a different circumstances because they had the pieces already on their team. They were just underachieving. And you also got to throw great goaltending into this. But really what it all boils down to is the fact that the Lightning have really done a fantastic job over the last couple of weeks really getting their act together. Now, having said that, I think there's still more to come from this team. I still think that there's another gear. And I spoke about this on an episode a couple of weeks ago where I said that I don't firm I don't believe at all that Tampa has reached their potential. I don't I, I think the team, even that we saw on Tuesday night, who was down from who is down two goals earlier in the game. Now that is a little bit of a s- extraordinary circumstance given that they are playing a not so good team. But Really what it comes down to is that the Lightning have, and this is really what it ties in with what I was talking about early with with not ha- not taking guys out of the lineup too fast. Guys like Cal Foote who have really done a fantastic job filling in for guys like Zach Bogosian who are very much a vital part of the success of this team is that Tampa has not consistently played with a full roster all season long. They've had guys in and out of the lineup like it was musical chairs. And and so really, I'm still waiting to see the real Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, a good measure of that is coming up where Tampa will be playing Edmonton. And, and I stated on the past show, and I've said it all season long, Edmonton is, they've they've got it together but they're still not even remotely close in the same weight class as Tampa. Yes, you have the two best players in the world, but that's it. That's all you got behind them. What do you got behind them? I think I think I could, me and along with other listeners of this show, could get together and be a better, just as good as a, a second, third in line, third line and fourth line uh, players as what they have on that team. They really haven't built around these guys, and that's why they're not going to go far in the playoffs if they do end up making the playoffs. And then we got the outdoor game, which I I, I enjoy as a spectator. If it's two teams that I have no interest in, I have no problem. I, I love watching them, but obviously – Tampa is going to be playing in this. And and from everything that I have heard thus far about this game is that uh, it's going to be warm. Uh, it might rain and it's just going to be an absolute mess. And so I'm not saying that if Tampa doesn't play well in this game, this is going to completely torpedo their season. Absolutely not. But they have a big, big month of March ahead of them. Uh, so you always want to see a team end a month on a good note, regardless of what the circumstances surrounding those games are. This obviously being an outdoor game and not a very much a stereotypical hockey environment. Um, so looking at March, you got Ottawa, Pittsburgh and Detroit, all three very tough games, especially Pittsburgh and Detroit. Um, Ottawa, I think it's just one of those teams where they just have the lightning's number really that's what it comes down to and and really uh tampa needs to get ahead of them very quickly uh get out to a good start because as we all know and what we saw against the devils on tuesday night and what we've seen from tampa throughout the entire season is that they have just not played well off the bat against the not so good teams the less talented teams and what happens is 
they let the opposing team dictate the pace of the game, and then the Lightning dig themselves a hole that sometimes they cannot dig them get themselves out of. So that is a game that really I would like to see, and I mean this is every single game. We've I've been talking about this all season long. The Lightning need to get off to a good start, and I think it's more importantly more important that they do especially in the games against teams that are not on the same level in terms of talent and record as what we have seen, you know, teams like Pittsburgh and, and, and Toronto and and even Edmonton, who I just finished trashing just a little bit. But after that, they're going to have a six game road trip, uh, pretty much of a start in the Midwest up in Chicago. And then they go to Winnipeg and then they're basically in the Pacific Northwest. They go to Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver and Seattle. So you're really, you got a lot of good chances to, you know, you have a very good chance to get five wins out of this. Uh, maybe even, I think maybe the realistic expectation is probably four. Uh, I think that Calgary and that Euler game are going to be very, very tough. And I'm going to, I'm very curious to see how the Lightning could, could fare, especially against Calgary, who I believe is one of the best teams in the NHL. And with this Tyler Toffoli trade that they had earlier this week, they're only getting better. So it's going to be interesting to see how Tampa, especially on a road trip with the time difference, traveling to the West once again, how are they going to be able to fare against a high caliber team such as that? And then when you come back, you got the New York Rangers, who we, we all know how good the Rangers are. The last time these two teams saw each other was in January. They played on, the I believe, the second, and then as well as on, on New Year's Eve prior. So these two teams are very familiar with, with each other. And then you got Carolina, Boston, and Detroit. So three once again, you're seeing Boston again, and then you're seeing Detroit again. And then we all know what the Hurricanes could do. So you have a lot of you have a lot of games that you could easily not easily win, but are winnable games that are games that could easily swing in your favor. Now can the lightning take advantage of that down the road? And I think if these guys keep their heads on straight, if they, if they're able to go out there and execute the game plan, limit the turnovers in the neutral zone, limit the turnovers in your own zone, because we, we saw that in the devil's game. And that was something that really was troubling. And what it comes down to is that those are just easy money, easy money opportunities for a team like the Devils. They're not always going to capitalize, but all you're doing is creating more work for yourself and your goaltender. So uh, we'll, I want to see how the Lightning could do that. You know, If they could just do the little things going forward and continue to do the little things going forward, I think they're going to be set. So we'll, we'll see what they, how they play, how they fare, how they adjust to certain situations, especially on an extended road trip just like this coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we'll wrap things up in just a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about maybe a little bit more about the Edmonton game in just a little bit. But first, let's take a break for those of you who are on the podcast platforms. But if you're watching this on YouTube, let's pick it up. So before we wrap things up, um, like I've said, and, and I'm going to continue to say this, and, and hopefully it doesn't completely blow up in my face, but I, when I look at Edmonton, they don't scare me. They don't scare me at all. I, I don't see really any situation unless we have Brian Elliott in net where this is a game that the Lightning are unable to win. Now, if they take a hundred, if they take fifty penalty minutes throughout this entire game, okay, maybe that is something that 
um, you know, you're digging yourself a hole and we've spoken about that, uh, how they do a very fit, a very good job of doing that and kind of making their lives a little bit difficult. So really I expect the lightning to come out flying. I expect them to come out hungry, especially after the expen- extended layoff that they have had over this past week. Um, I expect Nikita Kucherov to continue to roll because he has just been, he is just one of those players where on, uh, Every night he continues to to show you why he is the most talented player uh, in the NHL. If not, I mean, he's definitely the top forward in the NHL, in my opinion. I think he's one of the top wingers, um, he, and he showed it just on that breakaway I spoke about in the last episode. How uh, probably one of the more nonchalant, easygoing breakaway goals that you will ever see in your life. If you haven't seen that yet, go ahead and check it out. It was an incredible incredible uh just move very simple past the goaltender to fool them uh to extend the lead late in the game so uh we'll continue to talk about that Edmonton game as it comes up because really it's going to be a big test uh like I stated on the previous episode Lightning could either play fantastic or just let Dreisaitl and McDavid run wild all over them so I'm curious to see what version of the Tampa Bay Lightning we get in that game I know that we'll have Vasilevsky in that, so not to worry about a shaky goaltending situation. I know if if there was any goaltender in the National Hockey League that could probably counterbalance the offensive attack of Dreisaitl on McDavid, it's definitely Vasilevsky. So in the meantime, please go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast. Give us a, a like and review on Spotify or iTunes or wherever they allow you to rate this podcast. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube and give us a follow on YouTube as well. And give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y and 8-D-A. Give us a follow at D-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K and give us a follow on our social media pages for the show at LO underscore lightning uh, on Twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning uh, on Instagram. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.